Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello there, my fellow creatives. I hope you are doing awesome. I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful that you listen to the show and that you get something out of it. And I really love hearing from people the impact the show has had, if there's a specific guest that you really enjoyed, if there was an activity that one of the guests gave you that you actually did or used and it helped you in some way or just kind of you got more creative because of it or you just felt more creative. I would love, I always love hearing those. So please message me over on Instagram. Let me know. Love hearing your stories. And I just am so excited that Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you're listening. I'm glad that you're here. So thank you for being here. I'm excited about today's episode as I always am. Uh, today I'm talking to Glenn Lundy and I've gotten to know him over the past year. He's a really incredible human. He is a husband to one, father to eight. Yeah, eight. <laughs> He's the creator of Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. And he has been seen in places like Hustle and Grind Con, Grow Your Business for God's Sake, and so many more stages across the country. He's also been spotlighted on ABC, NBC, and CBS as an expert in dealership culture development and leadership training. With 20 years of experience in the automotive industry, Glenn led a dealership from 120 cars a month to an 800% increase in sales in five years becoming the second largest used car franchise in the country. Really incredible, remarkable leader. He is making such an impact in the world with Breakfast with Champions. He had a Facebook Live show called Hashtag Rise and Grind that he did for about four years, a thousand episodes. He is just changing the world. He really is. And so I'm excited to bring him to you today because talk about someone that embraces his creativity, that has an idea that goes for it, that goes all in. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So please enjoy my conversation with the incredible Glenn Lundy. All right, Glenn Lundy. I'm so excited to chat with you. Yeah, excited to be here with you, Kate. Everything going great? Everything is going great. And um, I was excited about our conversation, Glenn, because you and I have had an opportunity to get to know each other over less than a year, really. And I love what you're building. And it was so funny because I'm like, I feel like I spend so much time in the quote unquote room because we met on Clubhouse. We spend so much time together, but not (laughs) really. (laughs) Right, totally. And so I was excited to chat with you because, you know, one of the things that I I wanted to kind of start with, how do you describe what you do? Oh my gosh. My wife asks me that every day. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I asked that because I I read your bio and so the listeners could know a little bit about you. And it's funny because so much of your past was working with dealerships. But in my mind, I'm like, no, you're this like motivational speaker building this huge community and you had this vision and mission and you're on it. And so that's how I know you. I don't know you (laughs) as like the car dealer guy. Right, right. Um, So how do you describe what you do? 
it's tough to describe what we do right now. So we, we basically have two companies, right? We have two different companies, one in the automotive space, and then we have the uh, Breakfast with Champions, um, which used to be Hashtag Rise and Grind, which is basically a, uh, a media company, right? Where we do shows and, and, and coaching and consulting and so on and so forth in the, uh, in the, in the media space. And so, you know, it's, it's interesting, Kate, I grew up in, I grew up in a situation where I never fit in the box, right? My dad was black, mom was white. They got divorced when I was 11. Uh, they remarried people of the same race. And then we all lived in the same apartment complex, two doors from one another. And so I grew up in these interesting environments where, you know, mom's house was country music and rock and roll. Dad's house was hip hop and gospel and, and Motown and, I just grew up in this place where I never really put myself in a box. And so, you know, when it comes to what do I do, um, we kind of do whatever we feel led to do, uh, if that makes sense. And right now we feel incredibly led to help people change the way they start their day and to motivate, to inspire, to educate uh, to give everybody a seat at the table, to give people access to amazing superhumans and information they wouldn't normally have access to. And so even when I'm working with my automotive dealers, I'm really working on helping them change the way they start the day, make sure they're motivated, inspired, and educated in all things automotive. And we do that same thing over on, uh, you know, on the coaching side, over on PwC. And so it's really, um, I seek joy and I seek impact. That's what I do every single day. I seek joy and I seek positive impact in other people's lives. And the vehicle that it takes to get us there changes at times, which I think makes it a little hard for sometimes for us to describe exactly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you're saying we throughout this whole thing. I ask, what do you do? And you're always so inclusive of your team, which I, it doesn't go unnoticed, which I think is um, not everyone can say that. So I think that's uh, really remarkable that you've built such an incredible team and support system. I mean, you've got eight kids, so I guess you're yes. used to being around a lot of people. <laughs> yes, yes, I do have eight kids, a beautiful, blessed, uh, amazing wife and uh, amazing people around me. No doubt about it. I've got an awesome network of human beings uh, from the people that work for me, the people that work with me, the people that coach and train me, uh, all, all the volunteers that run with us over on Breakfast with Champions. Like, it's really, really, really spectacular. The, um, the circle of people that I get to do life with, pretty amazing stuff. Uh, so awesome. I was thinking about, I always like to think when I invite someone on the show, I think about all right, what would there, what, what would be the title? Like, what's the main idea behind the episode? And I'm always like trying to, to think about what it is. And for you, of course, I thought about community, but really I thought all it takes is one idea. Because when I saw, when, I mean, I learned about you through your show, hashtag rising grind. And I love that. I think we talk a lot about the creative process on this show and so many people have an idea. They want to make an impact. They want to put something out into the world. They want to start something and they don't. 
they don't allow themselves. They don't think they're good enough. They, they they fear it's not going to be perfect or look a certain way or whatever. But what I love about you, Glenn, is that you had this idea for this morning show and you just started this show. So can you talk a little bit about how you came up with the idea and then how you ran with it? Because I think it's inspiring for other people to hear you didn't have any skill set that other people that other people don't have to start their idea. Yeah, no doubt. So, you know, hashtag rise and grind was the original daily morning show of mine. 5:30 a.m. First episode was January 6th of 2018. And that particular show really came from an itch. Right. I was really this was right around the time uh, Colin Kaepernick was taking a knee. And there was a lot of uh, strife about that, a lot of division, a lot of fighting going on in our um, country. Not that that's much different at the moment, but that's what was going on uh, back then. And so I was really starting to get upset every time I'd go on social media or anywhere like that. And I would just see people fighting, man, and division and violence and all of this stuff. And what I've learned, Kate, in my life is if something like if there's something you don't like and you just kind of dismiss it and go on with your life, then it's just something you dislike. But if there's something really bothering you, like it was bothering me, you know what I mean? Like it was weighing heavy on me. And so I believe that when you find something like that in your life, that's really bothering you. It's an indicator that you're supposed to do something about it. Right. You're not just supposed to, to don't just complain about it. Don't just, you know, don't just um, whatever, but be, be about a solution for it. And so in this particular case, I was like, okay, I can't fix the internet. I can't fix social media. I can't stop, you know, any of this stuff. I can't do any of that. But what I can do is I could create one little tiny space of the internet where it would be nothing but motivation, education, inspiration, and it would be a safe place. And whoever wanted to come to this safe place, they would just know that they're not going to get any, uh, uh, there's not going to be any division. Everybody's welcome here. Nobody's going to be excluded. It's going to be safe. We're not even going to talk about this stuff, right? Like let the rest of the world talk about it. We're just going to come here and be inspired every morning. Cause I think it's so incredibly important that the way, the way that you start your day makes an impact in your life. And so once I decided like, okay, I can't fix the problem, but I can create a little space. And then it really was a logistics thing. It was like, okay, because I'm a commitment guy. So if I say I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to probably do it longer, bigger, and some say better, some say not better than anybody else. But that's the only way I know how to do things. And so I was like, okay, if I'm going to commit to going live on social media with motivation, education, inspiration, when can I do it? Well, I've got eight kids. I've got a business to run. I got all this other stuff. I was like, maybe I could do it at seven in the morning. No, kids might be up. Something might get in the way. Uh, people are starting to show up at work. Okay, what about six in the morning? No, what about five in the morning? Uh, yeah, we could probably do something five. So we settled on 5.30. We're like, okay, 5.30 a.m. I can pretty much guarantee my kids will be asleep. I'm not going to have any appointments. I'm not going to have anything to do with work. And so that's where the time came from. And then uh, that's where the, uh, the 5.30 time came from. And then... From a business standpoint, Kate, I know that people, they're like, when you first wake up in the morning, your mind is consuming so much information, right? 
And so I knew that if we could connect with people first thing in the morning, right? And this is a little secret, so don't tell anybody. But if we could connect with people first thing in the morning, that psychologically we could really create a strong bond and we could become a part of like their daily routine, right? So I was like, okay, first thing in the morning, it's got to be positive. Um, we got to solve this little itch over here. And from a marketing standpoint, I worked at this dealership. And I knew that it'd be a great branding tool. So, Kate, every morning I'd say, I'd say, um, I'd say, uh, my name is Glenn Lundy. I'm a husband to one, a father to, back then it was like five, and then it was six, <laughs> it was seven, now it's eight, right? But I was a husband to one, a father to five, and the general manager at Dan Cummins Chevrolet and Buick in Paris, Kentucky, the second largest used car franchise dealership in America. It's 5.30 a.m. And I hope you're ready to rise and grow, right? <laughs> and I say that every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. And what ends up happening is people would be like, they wouldn't even know, but they were getting like, Dan Cummins, Dan Cummins, Dan Cummins, Dan Cummins, Dan Cummins, every day. <laughs> and so later in the day, somebody would be like talking to him at lunch and be like, I'm thinking about getting a car. And they'd be like, oh, you know what? There's this guy that's on like a show in the morning. He's really got all kinds of energy. He works at Dan Cummins. You can go there. And so it was great for marketing. It was doing a service in the internet world. It was relieving the itch and the pains that I was having uh, about the way things were going. And it was helping foundationally change the way people start their day, right? And, and, and so that was really where it came from. And at first I started in a utility closet uh, in my house because that was the only space my wife would let me be loud at five o'clock in the morning and because she's always worried I was gonna wake up the baby and I put up this chalkboard that you see behind me right here uh, we now have a big studio and an office and a team but that chalkboard I brought it with me uh, just to remind me every day that it literally started with a chalkboard a phone on a on a little phone holder thing and um, and just an, just a simple idea that hey let's change you know Let's just create this little safe space. And, and that's where it started four years ago. Now, fast forward, it has expanded to Breakfast with Champions and to, you know, I've traveled all over the world speaking on stages and sharing ideas. And we've got clothing lines and coaching and consulting and everything. It's nuts, but it all started with that one simple go live with a chalkboard and a phone and try to scratch the itch. Oh my gosh. It's such a cool story, Glenn. And I feel like everything that you did, you started, and I'm sure that it wasn't, it, it didn't turn out the way that you thought. I'm sure the first time you went live, how many people showed up the very first time? I think we had like seven. <laughs> okay. You had seven people. And then yeah. how many people out there have an idea, they put something out and only seven people show up and guess what? They probably don't show up the next day, but you showed up and you kept showing up. And what I think is so interesting is you show up at 5.30 in the morning every single day. And were there days, Glenn, that you didn't feel like actually getting up and doing this show? So most of the time where I didn't feel like doing the show, which there were Done. we did a thousand episodes there's probably 200 of them i didn't feel like doing um maybe more 
But most of the time when I didn't feel like doing the show is when I was on like the West Coast. So I had to do a show at 2.30 in the morning oh my God. when I was on the West Coast, right? And and uh, and so I, it literally altered my entire life. I had to make, you know, I'd be in, in California with friends for an automotive event. They'd all be going out for dinner at seven, eight o'clock. And I'd be like, bro, I got to go. I got to go to bed. They're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, I got to wake up at 12.30 at night or one o'clock in the morning so that I can do this show at 2.30. Cause the last thing, Kate, the last thing that I could do, I could not do a 5.30 AM show and be tired. Mm-hmm. Nobody's waking up wanting you to be there. They're barely, they're groggy. They're just getting their first cup of coffee. They don't wanna see me yawning on the screen or all sleepy, ain't nobody gonna watch that. So I had to be the most energetic person in the room at 5.30, which meant I had to get out way, way, way earlier, right? So that I was wide awake. By the time you by the time you were crawling out of bed at 5.30 a.m., I'd already been up for two and a half hours oh crushing. You know what I'm saying? And so whenever I was traveling, that's when it was the hardest because I had to say no to a lot of things the night before. I had to wake up at really ridiculous hours of the, of the, of the morning to do the show. Um, but you know, Kate, there was one episode, it was, it was maybe a month in, uh, six weeks in somewhere, somewhere like there. And I got a message from this guy and he told me, Kate, that he had gone out, he had gone out late at night and gotten drinking. He was a husband, had two, two little girls and he had gone out, he had gotten drunk and he was planning on taking his own life. And so he had, he had a gun and he went out into the woods and in his car and he jumped on Facebook to leave his goodbye letter to his wife and to his kids. He was going to leave a post on Facebook and then he was going to kill himself. And he said, when he went on Facebook to leave the note, my video was the first thing that popped up in his screen. And so he said, he just was like looking at it for a second. And then I said his name, because on each episode, I'm always like, good morning, Kate. Good morning, John. Good morning. Hi, I see you. Right. I see you. I see you. And I say good morning to, you know, a couple dozen people every single morning. And um, he said, I said his name. And he said, when I said his name, all of a sudden he felt seen. He said it just like and it made him, he said he felt all of a sudden like he had value or that he had worth. And so he cried. He drove back home. He woke up his wife, told her what had happened, what he was planning on doing. They went out and got help. And fast forward now, that's been three and a half years now. And he's happily married. His kids are growing. He's doing what, you know, great at his job, all of those things. And, and so that happened early on, like six weeks in, right? And, and so every time I didn't want to do a show, I just thought about who's that person on the other side that, that's just holding on. They're like, oh, if I could just hold on till 5.30, Glenn's gonna come on here and say my name, right? Or I'm gonna be around a bunch of other people that like to, you know, that are positive people, whereas everyone else in my life is so negative or so draining, right? Like, I couldn't stand the thought of not showing up for that one person with a wife and two kids 
who just needed somebody to say their name, say their name. So that's, that's what, that's what pushed me through all these years, even when I didn't want to, is it wasn't about me. It's like you said earlier, it's always we, right? It's never been my show. It's always been we from the very beginning and it'll always be we moving forward. Oh my gosh. Glenn, that's such a powerful story. And it, it, it just, when I hear it, I think about how so many people have these dreams. They have these ideas. They have stuff that they want to put out into the world. And it's funny because you said that happened six, only six weeks in. Well, six weeks in, so many people give up after a week, two weeks, three weeks. I mean, you see it all the time, right? I mean, you're big in morning routines and all of this. And so I think about when I, when I think about someone who has been so consistent who, if you didn't show up one day, like what would have been the big deal? Like to some people, they would have been like, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but to you, you would know, you knew, and you couldn't do that to you because you made the commitment to every single other person. And that's what I love so much about just your persistence and you, just your integrity and the way that you think about why you do what you do. And you show up like that every single day in that creative process. And that was your idea. So you, you kind of came up with this idea. And I think you've mentioned, you love that book, uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic, right? I do, I love yes. it, yeah. Now in the book, cause I, I think I, I have this conversation with some people, they don't, they're like, <laughs> no, I don't believe that. And some people do that, that part where she talks about how, ideas are everywhere and like they're meant for you. And if you don't take it, someone else is going to roll with it. What are your thoughts around that idea? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Right. hundred percent. And I, I just know it from experience and I bet you everyone in this room does. Right. Uh, I remember being a kid. I grew up in Flagstaff, Arizona. Now, if you don't know anything about Arizona, Arizona is an interesting state. Arizona has all every, um, Every different climate exists in Arizona, except for tropical. I know a lot of people don't know this, but there's Arctic parts of Arizona. And then of course you have the hottest deserts um, that most people know Arizona for. And so I grew up in Flagstaff, Arizona where it snows six months out of the year or at 7,500 feet elevation. And when I was a kid, it'd be cold, man. Like, I mean, we had heater and that type of stuff, but it was just cold, man. You six feet of snow overnight. And, and so I, I remember laying on the couch watching TV and I'd be under my blanket and I'd be laying there trying to stay warm. And then this is back in the day before you had uh, RF remotes. And so in order to change the channel, I had to take my arm out from the blanket and I had to reach the remote out and change the channel. And my arm would get cold and I hated it. And I said, golly, if I just had a blanket with sleeves, it'd be amazing. I could keep it in the sleeve. I could change the channel. That would be a brilliant idea. Fast forward just a couple of years and the freaking Snuggie came out. <laughs> we made hundreds of millions of dollars selling blankets with sleeves, right? And so I'll never forget that. And I think we all have these moments where we're like, Two years later, you see it and you're like, I had that idea. I should have done that. And you're right. Yes, you did have that idea and you didn't take action on it. And so the idea itself, in order to be birthed, that idea had to go find a host. It had to go find somebody that 
would do the thing that you wouldn't do. So I 100% believe that I have yet to met a human and I've met a lot of people. I've yet to met a single human who has told me, no, Glenn, I've never had an idea that I didn't see later, right? Like everybody has at least one Mm -hmm. idea that they had that they didn't take advantage of that they've seen later in life. And so to me, that's the proof in the pudding. Ideas are out there. They're waiting to be brought to life. And it's up to you whether you want to make that happen or pass it on to the next uh, lucky Joe that's willing to, 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 to execute. Yes. Oh my gosh, totally. And what's when I think about hashtag rising grind, what's so cool is you did that for four years and, and then you decided to end that show because of what you're building with breakfast of champions and clubhouse. But what I love about this idea of being consistent. And when you have your idea, you just have to roll with it and you never know what the end is. You don't know the outcome, right? Like no one could say, Glenn, this is a great idea. It's going to work. You just don't have that guarantee when you start it. You can only have the proof in your heart that it's meant for you for whatever reason. Right. And everything that you did led you to, we'll talk about when you found Clubhouse because it was almost like all of the momentum, all of the stuff that you had created with that show and being so consistent and showing up for your people. And then you found this other platform that you were so prepared for. And had you not done all that work for four years or three and a half years or whatever that was, it would have looked so different. So how did you just make that decision to kind of go from rise and grind to, all right, now my next chapter, building my next thing. Yeah, so Kate, I am of the opinion that we as humans are really designed to live in seasons i don't i don't i don't believe that we were designed the way that maybe our parents our parents parents were taught and to taught us which is go to school figure out what you want figure out who you're going to be for the rest of your life at 18 years old go get a degree in that thing that's going to be who you're going to be for the rest of your life go get a job at 22 stay in that job till you're 65, get your gold watch and and retire. Like, I think that we're all starting to see that that maybe is not the best model for a joyful, fulfilling um, life. And, you know, it's interesting in their their 40s, you find a lot of people, there's this phenomenon where a lot of people leave their careers in their 40s, right? And they they labeled it a midlife crisis is what they labeled it. Mm-hmm. And I really believe it's a midlife awakening. I think you hit your 40s and you start to realize like that thing I signed up for when I was 20, I don't that's not who I am anymore. I'm a completely different person now. I have different goals, different dreams, different desires, different experiences, different perspectives. And so I think that we're seasonal beings. I think that people are supposed to come into our lives for a season for the most part. There's certain people that last forever, but the majority of people are there for a season. Like a certain coach should be there for a season. You shouldn't have the same coach your entire life. Once you reach a certain level, you should be leveling up, right? The programming that you want to watch on TV, your circle of friends, the places you go, all of those things should be seasonal 
Uh, your your spouse should probably be for a lifetime. Your kids, you, even your kids are seasonal, really. You're supposed to keep them until they're about 18, 20. And then you're supposed to let those suckers go and let them go <laughs> do something, right? Um, and so when I started Rise and Grind, I was very... I had a great career and I had been very successful in the car business. I had the White House and the picket fence and the great job and I was making great money and I had all of those things. But I felt that there was more, um, more impact that I could make in my life. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do what I was doing until I was a hundred, right? Everybody that's listening to this, I want you to ask yourself a question right now. Do you want to do what you're doing right now when you're a hundred. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, now that's a big question, right? But here's the thing is a lot of people will never ask themselves that and they'll just keep doing the same thing. And next thing you know, you're 70, 80, 90 years old and you're looking back going, what happened to my life? Mm. Never lived, right? And so... I came to this moment, Rising Grind was a cool thing. It was uh, creating new opportunities, new networks, new friends, new people, new mentors, new coaches, new experiences. And so I left my job, I quit my job, even though I was at the very, very tippy top and most people thought I was absolutely insane. Um, and I left that to start the season with Rising Grind. And I didn't know exactly where it was going, now, fast forward a couple months ago, uh, which I spend time every single morning in thought and prayer and things like that. And I felt as though that season had come to an end and it was time to expand and reach out and, and, and do something more. And so I had really two choices, Kate, because I'm a very competitive person. I'm a numbers guy. So we were coming up on episode 1000 of the show. And if I were to do episode 1001, I would have to go to episode 2,500. <laughs> Doing another thousand would be like, I already did a thousand. That's not an accomplishment. Like I would have to do another 1,500. Oh my gosh. It would take seven years. So I asked myself, do I want to do this that I'm doing right now for another seven years? Do I love it? Yes. Do I love the community? Yes. Do I love the people? Yes. Do I love the impact it's made? Yes. Has this been the best four years of my entire life? Yes. Which was saying a lot because the four years before that were the best of my entire life. So like <laughs> the last four years was amazing. But did I want to do that for another seven years? And when I asked myself that question, the answer was no. There's more there, there. We want to reach more people, bigger impact. I want to continue to stretch and grow and learn and figure out what creative ways we can, we can make a difference on this planet. And so we, we put a bow on it and I throw big parties. So we threw a huge, amazing, massive party in Lexington, Kentucky, and we celebrated it. And, and we, we evolved it to what's, to what's next, which is now, um, you know, Breakfast with Champions leading the charge in the world of, of social audio and all things that come along with that. And now I feel like a kid again, man. I feel like I'm back in the utility closet on square <laughs> one going, okay, we have something here. 
right? So let's mold it, let's shape it, let's enhance it, let's let's figure out what we can do um, and what we can blow this thing up into. And maybe it's a four-year project, maybe it's a 10, maybe it's a 20, maybe 30 years from now, I'll be sitting here going, do I want to do this when I'm 100? Yes, because as of right now, I want to do it forever, right? But I'll keep asking myself that question. So that's, for me, it's all about being okay with evolving man being okay with going to the next chapter in your life so many people get stuck holding on to a previous season a previous uh relationship a previous decision as far as their career like people just hold on to things too long i think and i think it ultimately steals your joy when you do that so put yourself in a position to take some chances take some risks and and see what happens you know yeah totally i feel like you're so you're like fluidly strategic. I feel like you're strategic, but you're also just so open to <laughs> what's next and to what could happen. And um, I love I that. I'm going to coin that. I'm going to write that down. Fluidly, fluidly strategic. strategic. Yes. Next time somebody says, so Glenn, what do you do? I'm going to say, well, I'm just fluidly strategic. <laughs> so we of course, have to at least mention the, <laughs> your, um, your planner. Let's talk. I want to talk about morning routines to kind of, because we talk a lot about creativity on this show and we talk a lot about process. We talk a lot about, do you have a creative practice and that kind of thing? And your work is creative, right? Like you, I love that you just said, you feel like a kid in a candy store. Cause you get to do all of these fun things and you're in this new space of social social audio, which is new in and of itself, new to you, new right. to so many people, you're figuring it out. So when do you feel the most creative? I know you're a writer. So when it, like, do you have, I know you have a morning routine, which is amazing. Do you feel like your morning routine makes you more creative? And do you have a creative practice? Yeah, so I write for 30 minutes every day, first thing in the morning. So I wake up, no phone, first thing in the morning, um, no, no snooze button, then no phone, right? Checkbox, checkbox. And then uh, I write down all the things that I'm thankful for, 10 or 10 things that I'm thankful for. And then I write down 10 goals. And then from there, I will typically uh, do a couple things before my um, exercise routine. But at that point, I will then, for the last four years, I would write an episode of Rising Ride. So I would write for 30 minutes, uh, whatever that episode was that I was getting ready to deliver that day. Now I'm writing one of three books that I've been wanting to write for the last few years that I've outlined. Um, but but uh, I wasn't creating or prioritizing the space to, to write those books. And now I am. So yeah, I write 30 minutes every morning. Um, I am by far the most creative between the hours of 3 a.m. and I'd say 9 a.m. Between 3 a.m. and 9 a.m., that's my creative space. That's when I'm rocking and rolling. I'm getting ideas in the shower, um, you know, all of those things. Uh, but then once the world kind of hits me, then it goes into the strategic parts like you're talking about. Now we have to execute, right? We have to execute on the ideas. Being a dreamer is one thing, but a dreamer without execution will never get you anywhere. So 
once nine o'clock hits, now it's like I'm meeting with the team. We're executing on different strategies. We're figuring those things out. And I think that steals a little bit of the creativity because we do have to kind of get things done. Um, and then by the time, you know, because I get up so early, by the time five o'clock runs around, like I'm, I'm done, I'm toast. So yeah, those first six hours of the day between 3 a.m. and nine and my creative practice is to follow that morning routine and to write for at least 30 minutes every day. Mm, I know some people are like, what? I'm just waking up when he's getting strategic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know. So that's so great. 3 a.m. Yeah, morning time, right? I love that you have that writing practice. And it's so, what I think is incredible, Glenn, when I found out that you woke up that morning and then build out your show that morning, I'm thinking, what? How do you build out your show like 30 minutes before you're about to do the show? (laughs) That's it, that's it. I know, crazy, right? And It is. In the early days, I don't want to say early days, but maybe, I don't know, six months into the show, it was starting to pick up some traction and more and more people were showing up. And I was like, dude, you got to be a little more professional about this thing, man. You, you know, you're, <laughs> you're showing up and you got sleep in your eyes and you know, your lighting's awful. And, you know, you might want to get a little more serious about this. <laughs> and so I started, I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write the shows you know, early, like I'm going to, I'm going to start writing that maybe I can write two or three shows on the weekend or, you know, whatever, I'm going to spend some time writing shows. And so I wrote these shows. I like pre-wrote them a few days ahead of time, whatever. And then when I went to do the show, Kate, they freaking sucked, man. They were awful. Oh my God. And I'm like, why does this show suck so much? And the reason that it was so bad I think is because my show, what made the show appealing was we were creating an emotional connection. And so if I was delivering something I felt four days ago, Mm. it wasn't the same vibration of how I feel today, right? Like if I wrote it four days ago and then my um, you know, let's just say, heaven forbid, you know, a family member, like if I wrote a show four days ago, and then I lose a family member yesterday, I'm going to feel different now after losing a family member than I did three or four days ago, right? And so that's what I found is there was a disconnect between the content and how I was physically feeling and vibrationally feeling. And so I went back to I will write the show the morning of. And that was a scary thought for a while. Uh I remember talking to my wife and, uh, and she said, you know, what happens if you go to write a show and and you, you don't have anything to write? Like, you know, what are you going to do? And I said, honey, if I go down there to write a show and I have nothing to write, I believe that that's God's way of telling me that that, that that's the last episode. Mm. Nothing else to write. That's the last episode. And never once, never once did I take this pen, which I have these books right here. Um, these rising iron books. I have like, I don't know how many of them. They're everywhere. <laughs> and they're just full. 
But every morning, you can, I don't know if you can see it on the screen, I write the words, good morning. Yeah. Right and then right after I write the words, good morning, I would write, today is, see, this one's Friday, July 30th, 2021. And then I just go and I would write three pages for every show because three pages ended up equipped when I added in music and dancing and saying good morning to people three pages would typically line up right at about 30 minutes and uh I did that every day for four years isn't that crazy oh it's crazy but it's so cool it's so it's almost like Glenn have you heard of um you know Julia Cameron's book The Artist's Way where she talks about morning pages no it's like Oh, more, so Julia Cameron has a book called The Artist's Way, and she talks about morning pages. And morning pages is essentially right when you wake up, first thing before you do anything else, you just free flow write three pages. Like she recommends doing three pages. And I'm like, you're basically really? sharing your morning pages with people, which to most people would be like, no, thank you. Wow. And it's a really incredible practice because, because you are not censoring yourself you're just letting it flow and I feel like that's what you're doing and that's why you create such an impactful show because you're you're sharing your heart you're sharing mm. before I think sometimes if you're trying to see this is where the fluidly strategic comes in when you're being real strategic you might create the show in a different way but if you're really just letting it go and flow it's different and what I love about that Glenn is the fact that after you've done so many episodes, you've done the work, you've put in the reps. Every single show you've done is a rep. So you, after you've got one, two, 10, 50, 100, 150, 300, like 500, 1,000, you could, someone could call you tomorrow and be like, you wanna do a show tomorrow? Yes. Hey, do you wanna do a show in 10 minutes? Done. Because you've put in the work. Like you've done the work to get to where you are. And that's what's so cool. And that's what, that's what I love about watching you. I'm like, look at this guy. Like you're, you, you do what you do because of the work that you've done in the past. And that's why what you're setting up now and what you're doing, what you're building is so cool. It's almost like God was like, you got to do rise and grind first. And right. guess what's on the other side? You don't I agree know. a thousand percent. <laughs> I agree because I definitely didn't have these skills. I mean, I've always been a good writer, but I didn't have the skills that I have um, today. And I do feel, you know, I believe that I don't believe it's 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 clear that confidence, confidence comes from competence, right? And so the more competent we are at something, more confident we'll be when we step into those areas. And I feel very competent at being on camera. I feel very competent at being able to deliver for 30 minutes. You know, just give me, you know, give me 15 seconds of prep time. That's about all I need. And I can deliver a 30 minute keynote, right? I can take three words and turn each one of those words into a page in my mind. I can build a story around each of those three words. Now, if you need me to do a, an hour-long keynote, it might be a little different, right? Because I'm used to be, I've been doing 30-minute reps, right? You ask for an hour, <laughs> I might need to prep a little bit more. Um, but I definitely have confidence in, in, in that area now. It all comes from, you know, those reps. And I think that that's a great point for 
anybody that's listening, you know, I did, I was born with the gift of being able to write. I will definitely say that I've been a writer as long as I can remember, but everything else was built through hard work, freaking rep after rep after rep after rep after rep. So if you don't think you can, trust me, you can. And I used to be, I used to tell everybody I'm a night owl. Some people are built differently. I'm just nocturnal. I can't get up early. <laughs> I, uh, my, my mom will tell you they used to have alarms right next to my head and I would sleep through it. Like I was the heaviest, worst sleeper in the world. And now, you know, waking up at 3 a.m., I actually get excited about it. When I, when I sleep in, sometimes I feel like if I sleep till 5 a.m., I feel like I've just lost so much of the day, man. I'm like, golly, I am missing out on so much opportunity when I sleep till five or, or anywhere in there, man. It's crazy. And so just to everyone out there, just know you can build it in. Even if the thing that you're doing is not the thing, it is the thing that will lead you to the thing. And now we do have the skills that are required to, to make Breakfast with Champions something really spectacular. I love it. Oh, it is the thing that will lead you to the thing. I love that. Right. All right, That's Glenn, cool. I always like to, um, we always ask at the end of the show for an exercise or an activity of some kind that the listeners can do 10 minutes or less, something super easy to stretch them outside of their comfort zone, their creative comfort zone a little bit. What is a good activity that someone can do? I like that you're a writer, like maybe something around like writing or video or something. Yeah, you should go live every single day. Ooh. And I'm not kidding. Now, here's why, okay? Not just to go live, not just to create content, not so you can build an audience on social media, all right? Uh, a friend of mine, I was talking to her about going live. She was scared to death to go live. And I said, why are you so scared to death to go live? And here's what she did. She said, Glenn, when I go live and she held her hand like this with her phone, right? And, and, and can people see on video, okay? Or are we just audio? Oh, not everybody. Yeah, okay. So I'm holding my hand out in front of me, elevating it just above my head and I'm looking into it. And she says, Glenn, when I go live, I hold my phone up like this. And she said, it reminds me of when, of the exact same position that I'm in when I hold my compact to fix my makeup. And I said, well, that's interesting. And she said, um, when I put on my makeup, guess what I do? I said, what? She said, I look at myself and I find every flaw that I can find and I try to cover it with makeup. She said, when I go live, I'm forced to look at myself and I not just see every flaw physically, but as the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize they don't match my actions. And I thought, wow, that's really, really profound. I myself have experienced this. As I went live every single day, I started to notice that the person I was projecting, the strategies that I was, that I was delivering, I wasn't living to those. I wasn't 
like you can lie to other people all day long, right? Anybody can lie to somebody else. I'm just saying we start, my kids lie all the time. I'll get on them. They, it starts when they're like two years old. Did you take the candy? No, I didn't take the candy. <laughs> the candy, right? They'll lie to other people, but you try lying to yourself over and over and over again. It doesn't work. It's impossible. It's impossible. So if you go live every day, don't like, not only can you make an impact in other people's lives, like we've been able to do with Rise and Profit, but it's going to force you to take a good, hard look at yourself in a very healthy way. And that evolutionary process of matching the person that you project out to the world with the person who you are in here, when you can line those two things up where you're true and you're authentic and you're real and you're raw, Dude, the freedom that comes with that, the freedom to be creative, the freedom to try new things, the freedom to, to, to step into new environments, the freedom to meet, meet, meet new people, that all comes from a confidence that only comes when the person you are in here matches the person you project out here. So that's why I would suggest go live every single day, five minutes, seven minutes, 10 minutes, and, 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 and allow that tool to help you become the best version of yourself that you can be. Mm, I love that. All right. That's the challenge. There go it live. is. Go live, people. Go Let's live. Let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was so, I feel like I could talk to you all day. There's so many, I mean, you're just such an incredible human and I, I love getting to know so you kind. more. Thank and you. Um, I'm just so grateful that you came on the show. So thank you so much for chatting with us. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. My pleasure. I appreciate you sharing this space and time with me. It means everything to me, Kate. And there you have it. That's a fun activity. Go live. Go live for a week. Go live for a day. Maybe you've never gone live before. Go live one time. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. See what shows up. You might even like it. What if you liked it? What if you really loved going live and you started your own show? You just don't know what's going to happen. That's what's so fun about doing things just for the fun of it, right? That's right. So I'm grateful for Glenn and everything that he just shared with us. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. He really is a remarkable human, inspiring guy. And I just love what he and the team are building at Breakfast with Champions. So if you are looking for a positive way to start your day, start your morning, check out Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. It's so much fun. We have incredible moderators. The speakers just share great segments every single day. We start, starts at five in the morning right? Five in the morning, uh, Monday to Friday, and then on Saturdays at 6 a.m. So there's always something to do over on Breakfast with Champions on Clubhouse. And we didn't really talk about it, but Glenn has this incredible planner, the Morning 5. It's an interactive planner, and you can go to themorning5planner.com, the number five, themorning5planner.com. Check it out. Get your planner. It's interactive because they, he actually has a QR code where you can um, take a look at, they have challenges every month. So a different challenge every month to help you in your life and your business. So I'm excited next year. Let's make it the best year ever. Get the Morning 5 Planner. And hey, I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. If you haven't yet done so, if you like the show, and you haven't written a review or given us a rating, please do. We so appreciate you and your time and taking the time to listen to the show. I know there's lots of shows that you can listen to, and I'm just so grateful that you've 
you that you've made time for, for this show create for no reason. So grateful for you. Thank you so much. And of course we do have a Facebook page over on Facebook, obviously create for no reason. Um, look for the group and would love to have you involved on that side as well. All right, guys have an incredible day. And until next time, go create something.